Welcome to Grace Hour. You are listening to a word from the ministry of Pastor Elvis Ajima. Today's message. I started giving some of the transliterations to the word communion with the Holy Spirit. 2 Corinthians chapter 13 verse 14. Now the grace of the Lord Jesus and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you. We've got to understand that in dealing with the Father, we concentrate on his love. In dealing with Jesus, we concentrate on his grace. And in dealing with the Holy Spirit, we focus on a certain communion with him. Somebody shout again, communion. And we believe that the Greek meaning of the communion means pononia. And it comes with several words. And last week I treated two of them to travel with the Holy Spirit, to journey with the Holy Spirit. And the second thing was um, to participate with the Holy Spirit for the participation of the Holy Spirit. And today I am talking on the next thing the communion stands for, which is the partnership of the Holy Spirit. The partnership, when we talk of communion, we are talking on partnership of the Holy Spirit. We have seen several scriptures that suggest our partnership with Jesus. We look at Romans chapter 8 verse number 17. The Bible says that we are heirs of God and if heirs then joint heirs with Christ. And if we suffer with him then we shall together be glorified with him. Somebody say together. So you see partnership there. We are joint heirs. Partners with Christ Jesus, joint heirs with Christ Jesus, and if we are able to suffer with him, then we will be glorified in him. Ephesians chapter 2, verse number 5 and 6, the Bible makes us to understand, it says that when we were dead in our sins, he quickened us together with Christ, and he raised us up together with him, and together with Christ, we are seated in the heavenly places. Somebody say we are seated together. And that is partnership. When we say we are seated together, it doesn't mean that we are managing in a certain throne with Jesus in the heaven. No, that seated together stands for seated in authority. We share authority with Jesus. We share power with Jesus. We partner with him in his power. Hallelujah. He died and we were saved as a result of his death. He's the Lord. We are the church. He has a name. We mention the name. He's the word. We preach the word and it's a partnership. Hallelujah. He's the groom. We are the bride. It's partnership. And if we have such partnership with Jesus, then he calls for a deeper partnership with the spirit of Christ. A deeper partnership. So the word communion stands for fellowship. We are fellows together with him in one ship. We are friends together with him in one ship called friendship. We are relatives together with the spirit in one ship called relationship. We are journeying together with him. So when we talk of partnership, we are talking about sharing in something. Partnership is not one person owning something, but joining hands with somebody, sharing together with something. In partnership, we talk of joint venture. We talk of people sharing responsibilities, sharing profits, sharing losses, sharing property, sharing blessings. It has to do with two people owning something and not one person owning it. And so when the Bible says that be in partnership with the Holy Spirit, it is a call 
to a place where you begin to share responsibilities with the Holy Spirit. It's a call to a place where the Holy Spirit does not just participate, but he is an owner of something you are involved in. Am I here with somebody at all? It is one thing traveling with someone. You can travel with somebody and yet the person will not talk to you, will not be involved in anything you are doing. So it's one thing traveling with someone. It's another thing the person participating in the process of the journey and another thing the person partnering with you in partnership the person claims ownership of something so it's actually like in partnership it's like we present a life and he takes up the life and uses the life to be a blessing to the world that is what partnership is about the holy spirit coming together with us and sharing a life with us i want to bring it down to our understanding hear me very well whatever you are involved in there is a call from the Father that you partner with the Holy Spirit, the Lord, especially with our Christian life and with our ministries and with the things we do for Christ. There is a call to partnership. The Bible says in Acts chapter 13, verse number 1, the Bible says that, and whilst they ministered to the Lord in fasting, the Holy Spirit spoke to them and said that separate unto me, but as a call that I will use them to do their work for which they are called. And the Bible says the people, the elders laid hands on Paul and Barnabas. And from that day, Paul and Barnabas was released to minister. Why was, why was it necessary for the Holy Ghost to tell them separate? He could have just chosen Paul and Barnabas to start working, but he needed to cooperate with the elders and say that he's separate unto me. Give me back Paul and Barnabas. I created them. I called them. I am the life in them. I have saved them, but I want you to deliver them to me. Somebody say partnership. So even in ministry, we must consent with the Holy Spirit and partner with him and give him our agreement to certain things he wants to do. Without our agreement, he cannot perform. If the elders had not laid hands on Paul and Barnabas, the Holy Ghost couldn't have used them because they were part of the church. And being the elders of the church, they were literally in ownership of Paul and Barnabas. And the Holy Ghost needed to seek their consent first. Then he can use them. Somebody shall partnership. I'm talking about you coming to terms with the fact that you don't own your own life. That there is somebody else who is partnering with your life. You don't own that marriage. Somebody else is a shareholder of the marriage. You don't owe your education. Somebody else is a shareholder of your education. Somebody else is a shareholder of the grace upon your life. You don't own it. You don't use your gift the way you want it to be. Somebody is a partner of that gift. Somebody is a partner of that blessing. The salary you took, you have a partner with you. The money is not for you. The hand you have is not for you. The legs you have is not for you. The certificate you have acquired is not for you. The company is not for you. There is a partner together with you. And when you come to terms with the fact that I have a partner, then the next thing is that I don't make decisions alone. There is somebody who must be involved in my decisions. One of the tragedies in our Christian walk is that we forget that there is a partner. And the interesting thing is that this life can never give you anything completely successful without the work and the hand of this partner. God has designed your life to function with partnership with the Holy Spirit. Not just his participation, but him owning a part of something you are involved in. At a point in time, God will call the people of Israel 
Moses, your people. At the point in time, Moses will tell God, your people. In other words, I, I don't owe them, you don't owe them, they are for us. They are for us. So sometimes God will refer to the people, Moses, your people. Moses will refer to God, God, your people. It means that these people are there. It seems I'm their prophet. It seems you are their God. But we are both sharing in their development, in their maturity until they reach the place of destiny. We are there. You, know I mean? you don't know anything in your life. You are in joint partnership. One of the most terrible things happening today is that believe in me. We believe in it is all about me. It is my life. It is my money. It is my family. It is my property. It is my word. And God sits back and says, then what is the essence of the Holy Spirit in your life? Because he was brought into your life to share in your soul, share in your joy, share in your pain, share in your blessing, share in your promotion, share in everything about you. Because partnership is about sharing of profit and losses. And it comes through to to break down your life and say that come on, just provide something and you will have the rest. That is the call we have from the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit does not expect you to do everything in your life. He expects you to deliver what is in you. Then He tops it up and makes it complete. Pray that the Holy Spirit will begin to partner with you in a special way. Look at John chapter 15, verse number 26. But when the Comforter is come, whom I will send unto you from the Father, even the Spirit of truth, which proceeded from the Father, he shall testify of me. Somebody say, testify of me. And ye also shall bear witness. So even in evangelism, the Holy Spirit must testify, and you only witness. You see what is happening? The Holy Spirit testifies, and you witness. Look at Acts chapter 5, verse number 30. The God of our fathers raised up Jesus, whom ye slew and hanged on a tree. Him has God exalted with his right hand to be a prince and a savior, for to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. And we are witnesses of these things, and so is also the Holy Ghost. Somebody say the Holy Ghost. It means that for anyone to preach a successful message, there must be a witness from the Holy Ghost and your testimony. It moves together. So the apostles acknowledged this fact. Anytime they spoke of testifying of Christ, there was a certain witness of the Holy Spirit. It's either the Holy Spirit is testifying and you are witnessing or you are testifying the Holy Spirit is witnessing. And sometimes the witness of the Holy Spirit is a certain wonders and signs and miracles that he packs your word with. And you must be moving together with him. I pray that from today may he partner with you in every word that will come out of your mouth in the name of the Lord Jesus. Am I here with the church at all? We partner with the Holy Spirit. Even in witnessing, in preaching, in singing, in praising, in leadership, we partner with the Holy Spirit. The Bible says, and Jesus prayed all night. And after that, he chose his apostles from the multitude. Jesus, God made flesh and blood. Had to pray all night to choose to a partnership. And on the other day, he told the Father, the people who gave me. Jesus saw multitude. They were big people. They were educated. They were strong. They were beautiful ones. They were handsome ones. They were rich ones. They were people who have gone far in life. They were priests. They were anointed. Among the multitudes were following him. But he went in prayer. And the Holy Ghost led him to choose to. You know, 
Sometimes in our choices in friendship, who you choose as a friend, sometimes we believe that it's about me. When we even go a further step of our history, sometimes we change. We choose leaders by what we see. We choose singers by what we see. We choose ushers by what we see. We choose pastors by what we see. And then Jesus came. The Bible says that he went into all night prayer and the Holy Spirit led him to Jesus. In Acts chapter 13, the Bible says, when they fasted and prayed, the Holy Ghost chose more. The decisions of your life must come out of your past mission. Where do I go next, Holy Spirit? Who do I marry, Holy Spirit? Where do my children go to school, Holy Spirit? Where should I go to school? Which job should I do? You have a certain 5,000 CD in your account. You want to start a business and you just get a friend says that this business is good and then you go to invest all your money into it. Holy Spirit, which business do I have? Do I just push myself into a business that I proposed that was brought on my table? No. Have you asked for partnership? The Holy Spirit can tell you to leave a job that seems so beautiful and profitable for something that that God plans. But inside of it is a pure goal. The Holy Spirit can lead you to someone who doesn't seem to have made it in life and tells you that this is the right person for you to marry. And then there is another person there who has so much potentials in life and looks like he has made it or she will make it in life. And you wish that you choose that person. But when you go before the Holy Spirit, he will tell you, choose the other one. Why? Because life is in stages. Somebody might be drinking milk today, but tomorrow he will have no milk to drink. But there is somebody who is thirsty today. Tomorrow there is a tanker of milk waiting for the person. So this life is about partnership with the Holy Spirit. When you should depend on your wisdom and depend on your abilities, you fail. It seems so weird. So where is the Holy Spirit for me to talk to you? Just talk to the air. You will hear. Just speak to yourself. Just keep mentioning his name and asking the Holy Spirit lead me. For as many as are led by the Spirit, they are the children of God. Listen to me. What will make your life complete was not given to you. It was not put into you. It was given to the Holy Spirit. What will lead you to a certain place is in you. But sometimes eh, when you utilize all that you have and it takes you to a certain place, you might think you have arrived. Until you get to that place and realize that there are challenges I'm facing. And then the Holy Ghost begins to wait for you. Whether you will call him to come and do the addition for you. This week I was telling you about the life of Samson. That Samson depended on his head, his strength. He felt he was so strong. And from the time he started churching Israel, it was only reported once. The only time he prayed was in Jesus' chapter 16. How can a man whose birth was so supernatural, an angel first went to his mother, prophesied of his birth, came back again, spoke to Manoah, his father, and prophesied of his birth, and it was spoken of him all the things that should be done with his life, that his hair shouldn't be cut, he shouldn't be drinking alcohol, everything was declared before he came. This was a man of God. But this man of God came and realized that all that I need and my calling has already been given is in my head. If it's in my head, then I don't need God again. So this man of God will just rise up and give riddles. He was so wise. He gave riddles and nobody could solve the riddles. He was so strong that he could, the Bible said he killed a lion like a goat. The Bible said that anytime Delilah revealed and they bound him, the Bible said when he rises up, he shakes himself because there was strength in the head. 
Some of us have depended so much on the things we have. We feel this is our secret. This is our secret to our success. This is what we have. Somebody said, this is my strength. This is my wisdom. I, I have so much wisdom. I have the ability to speak. I am brilliant. I have money. I have beauty. I have strength. I have that handsomeness. I am eloquent. I, I have all that someone needs to have to succeed in life. And that was the weakness of Samson. The Bible said he will rise up and shake himself. The fact that you are strength doesn't mean you should be shaking yourself. One of those days, he would have just rise up and say, my father, help me. Instead of shaking himself, he could have prayed. But the guy knew there was strength until his hair. And when his hair was taken off and he was captured, that was when he realized there is a boy who can give more strength than the hair. The Bible said, and he prayed out to the father and said, if you would give me one more strength. And without the hair, the father gave him strength that he killed more enemies in one day than he killed his whole lifetime. Why? Because the better strength was still in the hands of the father and not in the head. The best strength was there. Sometimes you may think that you are wise until the day where you go on your knees and say, Father, give me wisdom and something will drop you have never thought of before. Something better is in the hands of the father. And sometimes it is in partnership that we see it. When Jesus was about to die, the Bible said he went to Gethsemane. He prayed and angels came and strengthened him. Angels came and strengthened him. It means that every strength he had for the past 33 years was not the real strength he needed to face the cross. The one he needed to face the cross was only to come through partnership with the father. When he went to the father and said, give me strength, the father released it and he would face the cross. Without that strength, he would have given up in the middle of the world. I'm talking about coming to a place where you have money, but you still ask the Holy Spirit, please provide for me. Where you are not sick, but you still ask him, please release good health. I depend on you for good health. Where you have not failed, you know you will not fail. You finish writing the paper and you have checked all your answers and they are right. But you still go before the father and said, I write, right, but I still need your help. I still need your help. You have every document that can secure you a visa, but you are still going to the embassy and you ask the father, please help me. Not trusting in yourself. The Bible says that for the arm of flesh shall fail. Shall fail. I believe one of the things that made David who he is and the father loved him so much was because the man didn't trust in himself he was strong he has never lost a battle he was powerful his throne could could not be contend with but yet he was always going before the lord and asking the lord please should i go and fight he won the last battle but before he would go to the next one he would have to ask god again there are some of us because last we sang well. So this time we are coming to church and we are still depending on last time's performance. And we will not even go to God and say, Holy Spirit, please help me. Because we preached well last time. So we think that we are so much of a good preacher that we will not even go to the Holy Spirit and say, this time put words in my mouth. We think that we are so much of a prophet. Sometimes the prophet, some of the prophets will hold a microphone and say, if I like, I prophesy. If I like, I will not prophesy. If I like, I will do that I, I have the mind of Christ already. I don't need to ask anything. How devilish and how to say it. Hear me. Don't face to God with this experience with God. He might have been with you today, but tomorrow, see him again to be with you. Am I speaking to a church at all? I'm 
talking about total partnership with the Holy Spirit. I can't do it. Please help. Please help. There are some people in the Bible who still prayed that I'm sure why Jesus For what? But he understood what we are refusing to understand. That every day must be with the Father. We don't owe tomorrow. We don't owe today. You don't own the gift in you. You don't own the presence of God with you. You need to partner with him. The consciousness of his presence. The acknowledgement of his presence. Would you say three or four sentences by yourself? No. You have to factor him in it. By the grace of God. So James, James would James would tell us that we, we should always say that we will see tomorrow by his grace. Because tomorrow is not given to anyone. Would you just shift the credit to the Holy Spirit? Would you acknowledge him? I tell him that I know that you did. When men are applauding you, be saying it in the mind. The Holy Ghost, this applause is for you. When men are saying that you are too good, be saying in your mind, this goodness is from you. When men are saying that you are beautiful, say that this beauty is from you. When men are saying you are too wise, say this wisdom is from you. When men are saying that you are, you are too generous, say this generosity is from you, Holy Spirit. I am nothing without you. The Bible said that a man can do nothing except he abides in me. He said that a man can receive nothing except it is given to him from above. And he said, what do you have? you were not given. Do you know how many times you have blasphemed in life? When the Holy Ghost knew, he anointed you to do what you did and yet you are receiving the applause for yourself. And he sits back. He said, couldn't this person acknowledge me? Couldn't my son acknowledge me? There is a partnership. Somebody say partnership. If you acknowledge him in goodness, he will share with you in the losses. If you share with him in the glory, he will share with you in the suffering. The Holy Spirit is like a shock absorber. Is in the car, but when the car is in the bottle, the shock absorber takes the shock, so you in the car you don't feel it. If you acknowledge the Holy Spirit, He becomes the absorber of your life. The troubles and the challenges of your journey, the storms will come, but He absorbs it and you don't feel it. People who who want to walk alone and want to be alone and work things alone, you will have to absorb your own suffering. And your own torture and your own storms. Am I here with the church at all? Paul will be beaten, will be imprisoned, will be in the deep, will, will, will suffer shipwreck, and he's still not feeling it because somebody was absorbing the shock. But some of us, a little challenge, and we are giving up because we don't have a partner to absorb the shock. If you will not share the glory with him, he will not absorb the shock with you. You are going to partner with the Holy Spirit. You are going to tell the Holy Spirit, I'm with you, and I know you are with you. And every step of your life, Holy Spirit, I'm going to start this business. You see you. I know what I'm doing when I always say that I don't hold grace mountain. He says that holds with the Holy Spirit with the senior pastor. When the shock comes, you take it. Listen, if you know you cannot handle the pain and the challenges, then you should now work with the pattern. You know why people start businesses with patterns? Because at the point in time, your partner can make an investment. When things are going down, your partner will not want to go down. You do something. And when you partner with the Holy Ghost over your life, your life can never go down. Because when things are going down, you will factor something. You will invest something. You will put something behind and you will never fall. Because he has an interest in your life. There are people who will just go down and down and down in life and never rise again. Because there was no one who had interest in their life. And the interesting thing is that the Holy Spirit will have interest in the only thing 
that you partner with him. If you don't partner with him with your finances and you partner with him in your marriage, he will only have interest in your marriage and absorb the challenges of your marriage and the financial storms will come and beat you. So what, what you need to do is to be intentional about partnering with the Holy Spirit. Every aspect of your life, you partner with him. You tell him that we are shareholders. You take half, I take half. You are going to face an interview and you tell the Holy Spirit that I'm going with you. I am presenting my body, put words. You are going to preach. You tell the Holy Spirit, I'm presenting the body. You put a sermon. I'm, you are going to pray for the sick and you tell the Holy Spirit, this is my hand, this is my tongue, release power. I'm partnering with you and you add it. Should the glory come, take it all. And you add it. Should the healing comes, you heal. I'm partnering with you in my business. If the money comes, it's for you. You tell me what we use the money to do. You tell me. Tell me what to use the child to do. Tell me what to use my husband to do. Tell me what to use my wife to do. Partnership with the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, I want to build in 2019. I partner with you. Help and let's build. And after building, you tell the Holy Spirit, what do I do with you? Partner with me, let's buy a car. And when you buy the car, you ask the Holy Spirit, what do we do with it? And he will tell you that begin to take people and bring them to church. That is the essence of the car you have. That's the essence. The partnership with the Spirit. And when you partner with the Spirit, what happens is that it takes you from one supernatural realm there are places you can only experience when there is commonness with the Holy Spirit. You might not see him, but he is real. Right now, as I'm preaching, the Holy Spirit is here. And he knows the motives and the intentions for which I'm preaching. Is it to impress men or to convey the mysteries of God unto men? And sometimes the Holy Spirit knows when to accept partnership or not. Because some partnerships are just for fame. To use somebody for fame. To use somebody for personal gain. And the Holy Spirit waits until someone has the right mind and heart. And he partners with the person. I've never seen anyone who progress in this kingdom without the total concern and partnership of the Holy Spirit to the person's destiny. I've never seen one. I've never seen one. Because there are some dimensions in the Holy, in the Spirit and in the supernatural that only the Holy Spirit has potency to. The Bible says that as no one knows the things in the Spirit, in the man, as on only the same only the spirit of a man so no one knows the things of God except the Holy Spirit for he knows the deep things of God and the things that are freely given to us you might think you know it all until you begin to partner with the Holy Spirit and he will open up things the Bible says the deep things deep things of God there are deep things in God 
that the carnal eyes cannot see. There are deep things in God that the carnal ears cannot hear. There are deep things in God that no Bible school can teach. There are deep things in God that no book can teach. There are deep things in God concerning your life that only the Holy Spirit will release to you. And it will only come when he is partnering with you and he's on the same table with you and you acknowledge his presence and he begins to tell you that and that and that is what the father expects of you that and that and that is the will of the father are you going to preach this is what you feel like preaching but this is what the father wants you to preach it is by total partnership with the holy spirit you want to sing that song you want to write that book but the holy spirit tells you in the documents of heaven there is no book in your name that is titled this way but there is a book like this that has been titled this way and i can reveal it to you as you write i will help you to write it there is a partnership of the holy spirit i cannot afford to go to heaven and the father will tell me i know you not i cannot afford to go to heaven and i will give my credentials to the father he said that you would say to me did i not prophesy in your name did i not cast out devils in your name it means that the father doesn't know what you did you are rather telling the father what you did why because what the father is not has not destined you to do when you do it he doesn't see am i here with the church at all what you have not been destined to do when you do it he doesn't see and only the holy spirit can show you what you have been destined to do and some of us when we enter into partnership with the holy spirit he will show us to do certain things we have never thought of in life there are things there are things we have never thought of in life never in our lives thought of and only the Holy Spirit total partnership you are safe in this partnership you are safe you are secure you are guaranteed in his partnership some of you have been talking too much to you who have nothing to offer when your real partner is there, you have been chasing people who have nothing to give you. When your real partner this partner is so deep that he tells Cornelius, Go and search for a certain man called Simon. He will give you what you are looking for. Then he moves to Peter and reveals to Peter what he must go and give to Cornelius. He is the real partner. Am I talking to somebody at all? Partner. The Bible says that the book of Nazar, God intentionally gives the book of Nazar a dream. The Holy Spirit gives him a dream and lets him see that he has seen a dream and removes the dream and holds on to the dream. Then the book of Nazar remembers, I had a dream, but I cannot remember. I need magicians to give me the dream, not just interpretation, to tell me the dream and interpret again. If you have forgotten, if I come to tell you a dream, how would you know it's that dream? The Holy Spirit left a bit. Have you seen that? You can remember you had a dream. You were walking around of Angkor and you met someone, but you cannot remember that someone. So if somebody by revelation tells you that in your dream you were walking in of Angkor and you met this, you will know that the person is telling the truth. So the Holy Spirit took the dream and left just some confusing spots in his mind. So he could get the spots, but he couldn't get the full picture of the dream. And the Bible said, Daniel tells his prayer team, go into prayer. 
whilst I go and sleep, when the Holy Ghost holds on to your prayer, I know he will bring me the dream. And when they began praying, the Holy Ghost took the dream he gave to Nebuchadnezzar and brought it in a dream to Daniel. Daniel saw the whole vision, came back to Nebuchadnezzar, revealed the vision, and then that same day he was made a governor. May your partner lift you up. May your partner take you to where you have never thought of. May your partner connect you to greatness. My God. This is the partner we are talking about. That's a partner. He, he, can, he can work your way into greatness by connecting you. Some of you have not seen greatness yet until you partner with him. You have not seen greatness yet. When you partner with the Holy Spirit, strange. He told Abraham, go and I'll show you a land. I'm taking you. So how did Abraham know he has reached in that? From a sharp partnership. How did Joseph understand the dream of partnership? Nothing is impossible to a man who is in partnership with the Holy Spirit. Nothing, Nothing is hidden from that person. Nothing is impossible to happen. You have no idea the things you can do. The Bible says, and the spirit of the Lord came upon Elijah and he ran past the chariot of the Do you know what the Holy Spirit can do for you? In passage. As I was telling you, how we just made Philip disappear. Some of you, some of you can experience the supernatural in a way you have never thought of. When you walk through the day, thinking and recognizing the presence of the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, I bless you. Holy Spirit, and somebody receives you, 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 you see a call coming through, and you tell yourself, Holy Spirit. Thank you. I know you will use me to solve a problem today. And you pick up the call and somebody is bringing an issue and all of a sudden something comes upon you and you begin to pray some prayers you have never thought of. You begin to make prophecies you have never gave before. You begin to declare some things you have never thought of. When you look at the examination people and you begin to say, Holy Spirit I partner with you today. And suddenly some understanding you have never received comes through for you. Why? Because partnership with the Holy Spirit will bring on the table what you have never thought about. You have no idea where you are going with the Holy Spirit. The next, the next thing about the, the communion of the Holy Spirit means communication. The Holy Spirit is a communicator. I have 15 minutes and I'm going to complete this. The Holy Spirit is a communicator. He speaks. He wants to talk to you. He wants to reach out to you. Nobody, no, that nobody was with the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit remains silent on the person. No, it never happens. He communicates through signs, through talkings, through visions, through dreams. He's always speaking. He speaks more than anything else. And the interesting thing is that he keeps speaking when people keep hearing him. When you hear him, he speaks more. When you obey him, he does more. He's, he's always increasing in your his relationship with you. He tells you one thing today and tomorrow. He, say, he finds you doing it. He tells you to. He starts from a word 
then he moves to a statement then he moves to a paragraph then he moves to sentences then he moves to pages at a point in time in prayer by the time you are done you have written about five pages because he has spoken to you consistently over issues but sometimes it will start from one word when you begin your communication with him he might begin with you with one word you hear one thing you hear one thing soon a statement, then a sentence, then a paragraph, then it comes to people. There are nines that I meditate in the spirit, that I, I see visions in Hebrews and Greek, and the vision I see, the things written, I need. Then I suddenly by the supernatural, I begin to read something that you bring to me physically. I can't read. I can't read. There are some of my private notes are drawn the the, the words I've seen. I've not gone to Bible school to learn it, but I've drawn them in my books. And I see them, and I understand, and I interpret. But in that realm, there's communication. And any language is possible. Any language is possible. You see now, there's a place of a supernatural that tells you things beyond yourself. When the Holy Spirit begins to speak to you, it speaks to you concerning yourself. And when you are diligent in your communication with him, then he begins to shift to one person. Then when you are diligent by praying for that person anytime you hear the Holy Spirit, and you obey the voice of the Holy Spirit concerning that person, he moves to two people, he moves to three people. At a point in time, you can hold a microphone and prophesy to ten people at the same time. Why? Because you obey this voice concerning yourself, and he moved to one and moved to two, and now he's moving to plenty. At the same time, receive the grace where you will communicate with the Holy Spirit that when he speaks, you will hear in the name of the Lord Jesus. There are some of us, the Holy Spirit is going to take us to a realm that nothing will be a surprise to us again. Because in your dreams, he will speak to you. So you wake up in the morning and you already know what is ahead in the day. There are some of you, the Holy Spirit is going to increase his communication with you. If it gets to you know that he, he can he use animals to speak to prophets. You know he can even use something written at the back of a church to speak to you. Sometimes the very thing you are thinking about, the very question you are asking, then you finally see something written behind a certain car and it answers what you are talking thinking about. That was the communication of the Holy Spirit. That was the communication of the Holy Spirit. Sometimes he will lead you. You, you turn to your radio and the first station you hear, they are talking about something that you have been worried about or you have been asking questions about. There are times that you, you, you flip your TV channel and suddenly you go to meet a preacher preaching or you, mo- you go to meet a program and it's addressing something peculiar. If you can be sensitive to the spirit, it will tell you all things. Somebody say all things. Jesus spoke to us and says that when the comforter comes, he will teach you all. There is a time, one day when we get to heaven, the Holy Spirit will show us the things he told us we never heard. And it will amaze us. He will open up to us things that he told us. He will tell you I addressed every aspect of your life. We are not in partnership with now. 
life is the final thing about the Catholic communion of the Holy Spirit. Communion means to distribute. Distribute. The Holy Spirit is a distributor. He is a giver. He, he, he distributes things. First Corinthians chapter 12, verse number 8 to 11. First Corinthians chapter 12, verse number 8 to 11. He distributes. He makes us truly by the things he gives us. For to one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom, and to another the word of knowledge by the same Spirit. To another faith by the same spirit. To another the gifts of healing by the same spirit. To another the working of miracles. To another prophecy. To another designing of spirits. To another diverse kinds of tongues. To another the interpretation of tongues. But all these worked that one and the same spirit. Dividing to every man severally as he will. The same spirit. All these works in one. And he's the same spirit. Dividing to every man as he wills. This is why I want you to catch it. He divides. He distributes. Other verses says distributing it to every man as he wills. The gift of knowledge. The gift of wisdom. The gift of tongues. The interpretation of tongues. The working of miracles. The healing. He distributes it as he wills. Whatever you have is according to the will of the spirit. And that is what makes you unique. He is a distributor. And when we say our communion with the Holy Spirit it means that our connection to our giver. Whenever you hear of the communion of the Holy Spirit it means that he's talking about the one who gives you your speciality. The supply. Give me Philippians chapter 1 verse 19. For I know that this shall turn to my salvation through your prayer and the supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ. I know that the suffering I'm going through shall tend to my salvation through the provision, the distribution, the supply of the Spirit. May you receive every need you have in this life through the supply of the Spirit in the name of the Lord Jesus. I don't know what you are lacking. I don't know what is inadequate in your life. I don't know what you genuinely need in life. But the supply is in the hands of the Father. It's in the hands of the Spirit. And I declare that may you receive a supply. Hallelujah. He's a distributor. No one can fellowship with the Holy Spirit lacks. If you lack it means that thing you don't need but whatever you need, the Holy Spirit supplies. As you commune with Him, He supplies. Every day of your life He supplies. How many of us can have the faith to live through this year knowing that every day there shall be provision. Every day there shall be supply. I know that the Holy Spirit is a distributor. Even in church, Paul says that he distributes the gifts according to his will. Whatever you do, is according to his will. Whatever position you have in this church, is according to his will. He has distributed. And even if you are a preacher, he has distributed. I cannot be like any other preacher. I have what I've been given. This church, the mantle of this church, is what we have been given. We, we cannot function in any other mantle. It's what we have been given. The spirit. 
May you not go back empty-handed. May you go back with your hands full of the supply of the Spirit. May every provision in heaven be released into your hearts. In the name of the Lord Jesus, release, we release a supply into your life. In the name of Jesus, I decree and declare by the empowerment and provision of the Holy Spirit, whatever you have needed so much in this year, whatever you have prayed for, whatever you have written, whatever you have cried for, whatever has been your desire, whatever has been your prayer request, may the supplier of this kingdom, may the supplier of to the church, may the one who supplies, may the one who is a distributor, may the one who is a provider, may a provident spirit begin to release into your hands in the name of the Lord Jesus. He's supplying the love of God into your heart. He's supplying the peace of God into your life. He's supplying the power of Jesus into your life. He's supplying wisdom. He's supplying kindness. He's supplying the oil. He's supplying the favor. He's supplying the gift of prophecy. He's supplying the gift of healing. He's supplying the gift of tongues. He's supplying the gift of the interpretation of tongues. He's supplying the miracle gift. Lift up your voice and begin to declare. Let there be a supply. Let there be a supply in my life. I need a supply. Pastor Elvis Ajeman. Pastor Elvis is a dynamic teacher of the Word of God. He is an author, a passionate preacher of God's Word, with a desire of transforming lives in the power of the Spirit. His ministry is characterized by a great outpouring of the Holy Ghost with accompanying signs wonders and uncommon miracles. He's the head pastor of Grace Mountain Ministry, located at Seven Days Junction, off the Achimota of Ankor Barrier, Accra. You can follow the ministry of Pastor Elvis Ajiman on any of his social media handles at Pastor Ajiman Elvis or Grace Mountain Ministries. Or you can call us on 0552-504-085 or 0548-0053 three six zero. God richly bless you.